Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi everyone and welcome to the Cognitive Recalibration Podcast. As usual, I'm your host Shravan. We have a co-host Tone here with us. Seems a bit tired, he's like yawning. <laughs> hey everyone. <laughs> don't mind the bird that's twinning in the background. I don't I know if you could hear your, that. But, I think yeah. it's from your end. I, I, I can't find a bird here and you can't find a bird there so I don't know where it is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Are we on a third video call with a bird? <laughs> Is that what's happening? And it's just repeatedly going, can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so today we're going to be talking about a animated TV show of Spider-Man, Spectacular Spider-Man, that came out almost, well, 10 years ago, actually. Um, it's been a while since it's been aired. But we recently just watched it because we heard it was a, a really good TV show and we both really enjoyed it, so we thought, let's why not let's do an episode on this because it's uh, probably a show that a lot of people that would like Spider-Man would really enjoy. So here we are. I guess we could start with our initial thoughts on the show. Uh, what did you think of the just the overall show? We've there's only two seasons of it, so we'll talk about why there's only two seasons of it a little bit later on. But there's 26 episodes and two seasons. Yeah, it's pretty short. 26 episodes as well. It's basically like two half seasons so one full season yeah. and the episodes themselves aren't that long they're like 20 minutes long probably yeah they're 20 minutes well it's like a normal cartoon episode length i thought it was a pretty good show i remember watching the old spider-man i forget what it's called is it spider-man the animated series not is that the one that came out in the 90s yeah so that came out in 1994 and i think that went for like five seasons because yeah, i had no quite a few episodes longer than this one yeah because a lot of people would have probably watched that one well we we watched that one and we 
didn't watch this one because maybe I don't know if it it must have come out in Australia, but we just missed it. So we we never watched yeah, this it when it came out on was TV. A, it's a Disney show, so it probably only aired on Foxtel, which is the pay per view service in Australia. Yeah, well, season two was on Disney XD in America. Yeah. But season one was on Kids WB in on the CW, so we might have got it because we get Kids WB. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. so I, I I think we just might have missed it because it was like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and we kind of weren't watching like Saturday, Saturday morning. Sport. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't really watching Saturday morning TV shows at that stage, so yeah, we might have just missed it. But we did watch the nineteen ninety four Spider Man animated series. The difference between that and this one is. Well, the animation's better in this one, obviously, but there's a few more characters in that one of the from the wider yeah Marvel in universe. that one because they had f- five seasons, so they did a lot more in that one. They did like Secret Wars and they did all the arcs in that pretty much. It's got lots of Wolverine in it. Yeah, it's got Wolverine. It's got I think it's got like the X Men and stuff as well. Like there's yeah, episodes it's got when they Fantastic just turn up. Four and yeah, it's got everything. Because X-Men had their own animated series at that time as well. And that crossed over with this one, with, yep, with the yep. Spider-Man animated series. But I tried to watch some episodes of that, but the animation's, like, pretty jarring now. Like, it's hard Is to it watch. Because it's not great, the animation. Yeah. I've seen stuff from it, and it's pretty dated in terms of the animation. But I think the storylines they do would probably be pretty interesting in that. So we might try to watch that at some stage. If we can get, like, a good quality if it's on Blu-ray or something, but I don't think it is. Yeah, I don't know if it is. But this one, the animation's really good. The storylines are mostly pretty good. I think it loses a bit of steam as it gets to the end of the second season. Yeah, I think the second season they tried to include more stuff and it starts to get a bit cluttered. I think they introduced more th- like more villains and stuff and it gets a little bit cluttered. I still think it's pretty good though. Yeah, it's still not bad for a cartoon show. I think season one was really good, the way it was paced. It's it's good throughout, but it picks up around the middle, and that storyline flows on till the very end. Which one? Season one. Season one. Yeah, we can talk about it more in spoilers. I mean, there's not all the all the storylines they follow in this are typical Spider-Man storyline. So probably everyone who knows about Spider-Man will know what happens. This will be light spoilers for the beginning, and then we'll do like full spoilers at the end. So okay. everyone knows that there's going to be Venom in a Spider-Man show. So they do Venom really well, I thought. There's at least three episodes with just the development of Venom. Like Black Black Suit Spider-Man and then Venom. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably more than what they had in Spider-Man 3. He's in, he's in Black Suit Spider-Man for quite a few episodes. There's one episode where he gets it. And then there's one where he... There's at least two where he's just in Black Suit. I thought it would just be one episode where he gets it and then gets rid of it, but it kept going, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and then after that, Eddie Brock gets it, right? And there's at least three episodes with him just in it as well. Yeah, there is. He's basically the main villain at the end of season one. He He's the main villain, and then I guess season two's more... Uh, it's At the end, it's Green Goblin, but it's just random villains most of season two yeah random people at the start season one has green goblin and venom which is pretty interesting they did both in that i'll talk about a bit about just the background of this show so it primarily uses stanley and steve ditko's comics i think they're original comics from amazing spider-man that's when peter parker's in high school 
and the tone of those comic books is mostly in line with what they did in this show so it's like action a bit of drama and comedy so it's light it's pretty light-hearted but when the stakes are on it's it it is serious as well yeah but you can also see because this came out just after they finished the sam raimi trilogy and you can see the influences of that trilogy on this show as well because there's some aspects where that are a bit similar to that especially in season one I, i felt like it was a little bit like sam raimi's movies it is the start of it especially as it goes on it gets less like sam raimi's and i think more like the comics probably and you can see the influences of this show i don't know if it's directly influenced by this probably more the comics but this show on homecoming because this is quite similar to what they did in homecoming because they skip over the whole uncle ben thing in this as well so when you when it starts he's already he's he's already got his spider-man abilities and it's just after the summer holidays and he's about to start junior high and then he thinks that he's going to be everything's going to be different now because he's got his these new abilities but pretty much nothing's different he's still a nerd and he still gets bullied and stuff and but like even the high school aspect of it it's not like they show it in especially in sam raimi's movies where he's the bullies are just like bullies and they have no character depth at all like flash thompson's actually a proper character in this and you you don't actually even hate him he's not actually a bad guy he has some redeeming arcs and they kind of did that in homecoming as well because there's people that bully him, but they're not terrible people. They're kind of... The Flash tops in Homecoming as well. He's bullies Peter Parker, but he's also kind of a nerd in Homecoming. Yeah, and he's a loser as well. Because <laughs> they're all kind of nerds. And this is sort of similar because they all go to this, like... I think this school that's known for its drama classes, I think it's more like a performing arts sort of school. Okay. Yeah, because, yeah. like, Mary Jane wants to go there as well. You find out afterwards. So, as I said, it premiered on Kids WB on the 8th of March, 2008. And the second season ended on November 18th, 2009. The reason it ended was because of legal, basically legal disputes. So, Sony produced this show and they owned the, they owned everything Spider-Man before Disney bought the Marvel rights in 2009. So, that's when, that's also when the MCU switched to being owned by Disney, Disney as well, because yeah. the first three uh, movies that were produced in the MCU were owned by Paramount. I thought Marvel produced Iron Man, just Marvel as a company produced Iron Man and Iron Man 2, and Paramount produced Incredible Hulk. No, actually, Universal produced Incredible Hulk, because they owned... sorry. Yeah, they owned the rights for Hulk, and I think Paramount owned the rights for Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man. But you're right, because it, it is Marvel that... Pro- they were the creative producers, but I think the the profits went to Paramount, because they're all Paramount. If you watch them, they, they all start with the Paramount logo. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I think Captain America and Thor, because they came out after Disney acquired the rights, but I think they were already in production, so they were still this under... still Paramount. But the first movie that... Avengers. I'm trying to think. Avengers might have been Paramount as well. I think it's Disney. I think it's distributed by Paramount. Production companies, Marvel, obviously. Yeah. I think those were distributed by Paramount. Distributed by Disney. Okay, Avengers 1. So Avengers 1 was when the movie switched over. But this yeah. show... Good call by Disney. They're getting all the... They got all the big movies. 
Yeah, pretty much. They did all the because the movies before that didn't have. Yeah, they didn't make much a, of a like they were they were profitable, but they didn't make like a billion dollars. Like Avengers yeah. was the first one that made one point five billion. <laughs> they swooped in when they wanted when they needed to. Yeah, because to then they had money. Iron Man three, which also made a billion. Yeah, for some reason. And then actually, it's um, not that bad. I don't like. I don't mind Iron Man three. <laughs> and then they had after Iron Man three. What did they have? Um, Thor the Dark One. Yeah, Thor Thor the Dark World. That that did all right. Yeah, it did yeah. make a billion though. And Captain America: Winter Soldier, which was one of the one of the best movies in the MCU, still like eight hundred, I think. Yeah, and then they had Age of Ultron, which made a billion. Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Yeah, which did really well. So, like since then, they've really picked up. Now everything basically makes like a billion. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but coming back to this this yeah, show, anyway, good <laughs> tangent there. So in 2009, Disney bought the Marvel rights and they got the Spider-Man animated TV show rights along with the Marvel movie rights. So they didn't get the Spider-Man movie rights, but they got the animated TV series movie rights. And they didn't get the license for Spectacular Spider-Man. So Sony owned that. So they, so it was kind of in this state where Marvel had the Spider-Man rights, the animated TV show rights, but... Sony had the rights for this show because they produced this show. Uh, so Sony couldn't make any more episodes of this show and Marvel couldn't make any more episodes of this show. So yeah. uh, Disney so couldn't make any more episodes of this show. So it was, they kind of had to cancel it. And they made it. They made a new, new one after that, which is not that good. I yeah, think. Ultimate Spider-Man. But that went for like quite a long time. I yeah. think it had th- at least three seasons. And then there's a newer one now. Which is terrible. I've seen a couple of episodes of it. It's horrible. Yeah, apparently it gets better. Apparently. like It's it gets... very kid-orientated, though. Yeah, and, like, I guess the animation in this is pretty minimalist as well. But I feel like the new one's even more minimalist. <laughs> in terms of, like, it's very... It feels very 2D, the new one. It's kind of tied into their um, Avengers show that they have as well. I thought that was the ultimate... Spider-Man, because in the Ultimate Spider-Man, they had crossovers with the Avengers, which which the new Avengers show that they have. Yeah, the the what's it called? The Avengers Assemble. Avengers Assemble. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I don't know what. So I think they just cut Ultimate Spider-Man and they started this new one to get more in line with Homecoming, because I think they wanted to be in line with that. But yeah, I I don't like the new Avengers show either. Yeah, I don't think it's that good because the. Earth's Mightiest Heroes, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, that's much better. That got cancelled as well. Yeah, that that got cancelled for the same reason. Same reason, because Disney bought the Marvel rights. That was actually a good show, but then they made Avengers Assemble, which isn't bad, but it's just, it's not good (laughs) compared to... And even season two of Earth's Mightiest Heroes wasn't great. Season one was really good. Season one was good. I can't remember what season two... Oh, it's when they kind of introduced Skrulls and Skrulls, everything. yeah. They had the secret invasion and stuff. But I don't know, it just didn't... It wasn't as good as the first season. But it would have been good to see more seasons of that and see more seasons of this as well, rather than seeing the new shows. But there's still a lot of people that want this show to be renewed for season three on Netflix. There's like oh, a, really? Yeah. Uh, they want Spectacular Spider-Man on Netflix, but I don't think it's going to happen. It's probably too late. Yeah, it's been it's like been ten years, so I don't think it's going to happen. So we can quickly talk about the story. We've kind of already summarized it. 
So it starts with Peter Parker already with the powers, and they hardly talk about Uncle... Like, they talk about Uncle Ben, but they don't talk about what actually happened. There's like an episode where he gets rid of the Venom symbiote, which has Uncle Ben. Yeah, yeah, that has Uncle Ben, and that ties back to Uncle Ben, yeah. But apart from that, there's not much about it. In a TV show, it's a lot easier to flesh out the characters, so they did really well with pretty much all the supporting characters. So, like... In this show, they have Gwen Stacy, Mary Jane, and Liz Allen. And Mary Jane isn't even a love interest, pretty much. Mary Jane's hardly in it. She comes, like, halfway through season one. She comes, like, halfway through season one. And then she's kind of just, like, a supporting character. Yeah, she's she doesn't do all that much. Gwen, uh, Gwen Stacy's kind of the main character. And Liz Allen's in there a bit as well. Liz Allen's accent's really off-putting, though. I don't know why they chose that as her accent. And they introduce her brother in the second season as well. Which is a weird episode, but... And obviously, we talked about Flash Thompson. He he kind of has a character arc in the second season as well. Yeah, he does, yeah. And Eddie Brock is in it for pretty much... He's in it for the whole of the first season... He goes missing yeah. for some of the second season, but then he comes back but again. But then he comes back, yeah. And J. Jonah Jameson is in it. So Peter is working for the Daily Bugle, and that's his excuse for, like, everything in this show. Like, he's like, oh, yeah. I've got to work. <laughs> pretty much, like, a- any time he needs to be Spider-Man, he's like, yeah, I've got to work. And he was pretty... J. Jonah Jameson was pretty good. Pretty much like what was in Sam Raimi's It's movies. exactly the same. But that's, like, basically who J. Jonah Jameson is now. They kind of also have redeeming qualities for him as well in this show. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. With his son and everything. You might have, when you were watching the shows, you might have noticed what the show, like each episode is called. Each episode is dedicated to like something he learns at school. The The whole show is around Peter's education. So season one is biology 101, economics 101, chemistry 101, and psychology 101. So that's why there were... The episodes were like Natural Selection, Survival of the Fittest, Market Forces, which is economics, Competition, which is economics, yeah. uh, The Invisible Hand, which is also economics, The Uncertainty Principle. So a lot of it is what he learns. Learned at school. And yeah. Season 2 is also the same thing, but the subjects are slightly different. So Season 2 is Engineering, Human Development, Criminology, and Drama. Oh, okay. And the episodes in season two are like Blueprints, which is criminology, Growing Pains, Human, Human Development, Development, yeah, Gangland, which I guess is also criminology, First Steps, which is Human Development, Reinforcement, I guess it's Human Development. Towards the end of the season, it's more the drama one, so like Subtext, Opening Night, Final Curtain. They Yeah, they have a lot of drama episodes towards the end. We'll get to it, but they do this thing in season two a lot, and at the start it was okay, but then it becomes repetitive a little bit, especially when you're watching the episodes in a row. So in this series, more than other versions of Spider-Man, he's very sensitive about who knows about his powers. So basically no one knows about his powers in this. I'm trying to think who does. Well, Eddie Brock knows. Yeah, Eddie Brock knows because he gets the Venom symbiote. But basically the only other person that, might know is uh, Stacy Colonel. Is it Colonel Stacy? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Gwen Stacy's dad. It hints that he kind of knows. It basically says he knows in the second season, anyway. Yeah. 
It's never really explained how he knows, but he just does. Yeah, he kind of like figures it out. I don't know how. <laughs> He's a detective. If you think about it logically, because he always disappears whenever Spider-Man's fighting someone. And he always seems to get photos. Like, if you're smart enough, you could probably figure it out. But Yeah. Yeah, but most people wouldn't think. Because there's also this arc where people... Venom does say that yeah, Peter Parker is Spider-Man. They him as Spider-Man. But, but no one believes no one it. believes him. And it's got pretty much a full cast of villains. The first season's like each episode is the origin story of one of the villains to begin with. They don't do any crossovers with other Marvel superheroes in this. Because no. I think it's also because they couldn't because of legal stuff. But I think Spider-Man has enough in his own universe, so you don't really need crossovers. Because he's yeah. got so many villains, and so there's a lot of stuff happening in this series itself, so you probably didn't need it. They even had that reporter guy. You know that reporter guy that goes undercover to figure out what's going on in... Oh, yeah, that's Ned. Is it? It's he, Yeah, his name's Ned, who is the Ned in the Spider-Man Homecoming. But is it? Obviously different character. I thought it was a different character. I thought it was like Foswell or something. Who are you t- who are you talking about? You know that guy who puts on a beard, like a fake beard, and he like goes in. He goes into these like criminal meetings and stuff. Oh no, I'm t- I'm talking about someone else. I'm talking about the guy who tries to write an article about who Spider Man is. Which episode was that in? It's one of the episodes where he gets outed as Spider Man, like towards the beginning. But yeah, I know I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, and Peter helps him too. But yeah, it's got pretty much high and low level villains. So it's got like Green Goblin, Venom, but it's got Hammerhead and just these. Yeah, it's got some weird, weird villains as well. Yeah. It's just got these like random guys and the guys who turn into Rhino and Sandman. Yeah, it's got them before there, Rhino and Sandman. Basically, all of them are like experiments as well, Norman Osborn experiments. But as most Spider Man villains are experiments, even in the comics, they're all just experiments gone wrong. Well, in this one, they're not really gone wrong. They just do experiments on random people. Yeah, pretty much. I, I'm trying to think of one that isn't a failed experiment. Because they have Lizard as well. Vulture isn't an experiment. Vul- oh, yeah, Vulture He isn't. just makes his wings. The Vulture in this is a little bit different to the Vulture in Homecoming. Homecoming. Yeah, they change yeah. him a bit. Homecoming's Vulture is better than the Vulture in this. Yeah. The Vulture goes missing in this. He's in, like, the first episode. He's the then he's episodes. in like some Sinister Six episodes and then yep. he just disappears. Don't see him again. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty useless as well when he comes. So who was your favourite villain in this series? Probably Green Goblin. I like Green Venom. Goblin or Venom, yeah. Yeah, I liked Venom and yeah, Green Goblin's pretty good too. And Doc Ock's pretty good. Yeah, Doc Ock's pretty good. Sandman Sandman's interesting because he kind of has this episode where he turns. He's got good. his redeeming arc episode as well, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Raimi Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, it was. He basically goes from like a normal guy to being Electro in one episode. Like he goes from like being just this normal good guy to being to being like a, <laughs> yeah, just some crazy dude. But it was probably still better. Made than Amazing Spider Man. Amazing Spider Man too. <laughs> <laughs> it probably is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, probably still made more sense than Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, well, a lot of things do make more sense than Amazing Spider-Man 2. A lot of the villains are throwaway, though. So who was this initial Sinister Six? So there was Doc Ock, Vulture, Rhino, Sandman, Electro. And Shocker. And Shocker, yeah. 
who's the, and there was this episode with those guys that are like really fast. Do you remember that? They like bounce off walls and stuff with Shocker. Like Shocker's in it, and then he's got these two other guys that. Oh yeah, he's got his like two sidekick guys. Yeah, I'm not. I can't remember exactly who that. One of them's a big dude, and the other guy's a small dude. Yeah, and it's the episode where Peter Parker's. They're on like this excursion with the police. Yeah, that's it. That's right. Yeah, they're doing a ride along. Yeah, that was an interesting episode too, because everyone thinks he's dead, and he just turns up. Yeah, it's like, oh, he's fine. Yeah. The Sinister Six episodes were pretty good, though. I enjoyed those ones. Oh, and they switch it up in the second season because they bring in Craven. Craven the Hunter, and they've. Doc Ock was still there, right? Doc Ock's still like the leader of the Sinister Six. Craven was interesting, too, because he gets. Is that how he is in the comics? I, I think he's just a normal human in the comics, like a strong dude. Yeah, in this, he gets mm-hmm. like fused with a lion or something. Yeah. It's like half a. <laughs> it's like half lion, a... half human. It's a bit weird, but it's it's a cartoon, so you just go with it. And they show like the vi- the weaknesses of every villain as well, because in the first time Spider Man fights them, fights the Sinister Six, he's got the black suit on, and that's why he beats them. And he can't even remember beating them. Yep, yep. Because like the black suit completely takes over, and he like goes home and sleeps, and Aunt May has a heart attack, and he doesn't even know about <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. That that episode's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> Yeah, and that's when he, I think that's when he gets rid of it as well. Yeah, and then yeah. Black Cat, she like appears in and out every now and yeah, then. Yeah, in random episodes. I think they were going to expand on her character more in the third season. She's kind of like an anti-hero. Silver Sable's in it for a little bit. Yeah, Silver Sable's in it yeah. as well. What's a, a Tombstone is like one of the main villains in the first season. Yeah, and then he's in the he's in it for the second season too, and like his henchman Hammerhead like turns on him as well yeah which is a weird arc <laughs> like the green goblin makes him turn on him yeah 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 it's pretty interesting because they have they did kind of do all the villains pretty well so and they have silver sable's dad as well yeah silver main yeah all, all of them are comic accurate and they're all good obviously some of them are not as fleshed out as other ones but overall it's still enjoyable yeah like i was saying they show the weaknesses of every villain because Rhino just takes him like somewhere hot and then Rhino just loses. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then Sandman, he just takes him into the water and then he just. Water and then he loses. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, like other villains, it's a bit harder. Like Green Goblin and stuff. It's not, it's, he doesn't defeat them that easily. Green Goblin's really well done in this, actually. He's pretty funny as well. He's funny, yeah, because all the. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The other villains, Spider Man makes jokes and they don't really say anything back. Yeah. But he makes jokes back to him. Good back and forth. Yeah, and Spider-Man's actually pretty funny in this as well. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And they kind of follow that in the uh, game as well. I think, yeah, this is is one of the better animated versions of him. Because the 94, the old, old Spider-Man animated series, not not like the 60s one, but the... The 60s one's great. What, the live-action 60s one? No, the animated... Remember the animated 60s one? Oh, yeah. It's like Spider-Man in colour. Isn't it Hanna-Barbera? Uh, it, it it might have been. It, it felt like one of them, but I don't. I think it was just a normal Marvel cartoon. Yeah, that's the one that made off the uh, song. Yeah, that's the one with the song. Yeah, the Spider Man song. But yeah, the song in this is really good. I like it. Yeah, there's this one random episode where one of the villains starts singing the song. Oh, yeah. and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and also, do you realize at the start of each episode, it's got different characters. Yeah, it's got, like, different people. So, at the start of each episode, they have the introductory song, and they show characters in the song. But the characters change as the season goes on. Like, some episodes have Gwen Stacy's dad in it. Yeah, some of them have just random people. Some of them have, like, Flash Thompson. One of them has J. Jonah Jameson. Like, it's got random people in each episode. Yeah, and the first season, I think it was pretty consistent. It was always Peter Parker, Gwen Stacy, and Harry, I think. But then, randomly, like, one episode, Liz Allen comes in. I'm like... And that was before she was even the main character. Yeah, She was like, kind of just a character. Yeah, I'm like, what was that? It's like foreshadowing or something? Literally, literally <laughs> in every episode, it changes after that. And sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe the characters in the start will be main characters in that episode. But it's not always the it's case. Not, yeah, sometimes, it's not always the case. Sometimes they're just random people at the start. But it's interesting. But I really like the song. It's catchy. It's it's pretty good. And I never skipped it. Because I, sometimes I just skipped the intros, but I didn't skip it. Yeah. No, I never skipped it because I always wanted to see who was in the intro. <laughs> That's probably why they kept it. <laughs> it's always someone different. I guess if there's nothing else, we could go into real... We kind of did light spoilers anyway. Yeah. Uh, but we can do some real spoilers. So the biggest spoiler, I guess, is the season to ending yeah so yeah. green goblin that so they did a bit of a twist so green goblin in the first season it's established that harry was green goblin yeah and actually i actually believed it because it was taking that green stuff so they explore this arc with harry where he gets he's all depressed because he's basically taking drugs to do well yeah he's taking like performance enhancing drugs so he wants to yeah. look good for his dad but because his dad has like really high expectations of him and he always thinks that Peter is better than Harry. They kind of did that in the Sam Raimi films as well. So it's kind of... And it's in the it's in the comics as well. And then, yeah, Harry kind of gets depressed at one stage. 
and he yeah. takes this green green solution that they're making. It's like um, called Goblin Goblin. Or, no, Green Goblin. It's, it's green called something. Green something because he calls it green. But the second word starts with uh, Gob. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it, it's basically Green Goblin Serum. Yeah. yeah. So basically taking it, uh, he starts taking it because he wants to like join the footy football team. Yeah, like he nice. joins the football team, and they're like, they're, they should have been surprised because this guy was never really good at sports, and suddenly he's playing football. Same with Peter. Like Peter's better than all these guys that actually play football. Is, when when in the football trials, is Peter not trying, or is he just shit at football? Because he should be owning them. Like, well, at one stage. He does really well in the first two stages because I think he is trying, and then he stops trying. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because I think he wants Harry to get through, so he stops trying. But he should have kind of noticed that Harry was unusually good as well. But anyway, there's like whenever the Green Goblin shows up, Harry mysteriously disappears as well. Disappears as well, yeah, and he like has these blackouts where he just wakes up in bed. But it's just pure coincidence. So they never actually explained that. Like, what was Harry doing in those times? It's just coincidence. Just whenever <laughs> the Green Goblin showed up, he ran away. And the green stuff that he was taking, that obviously doesn't do anything. <laughs> well, it doesn't make him Green Goblin. I think it was just a steroid. <laughs> yeah. He was just yeah. taking drugs, pretty much. He was just taking drugs, yeah. It's, yeah, it's explained that Norman Osborn uses Harry Osborn as a scapegoat for Green Goblin. So everyone... He makes everyone think that Harry was Green Goblin, but it was actually yeah. him all the time. There's this really funny, this funny scene in that last episode where it's revealed that Nor- Norman Osborn's the Green Goblin, and Harry's in the helicopter sitting next to another Norman Osborn. <laughs> yeah, and the guy takes off the mask, and he's chameleon. Yeah, it's chameleon. Yeah, and then he just jumps out of the helicopter. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know why I found it hilarious because he just he's like ladies I'm out of here I didn't sign up for this shit but in that last episode there was a stage where I thought that Harry's mum was the Green Goblin yeah I thought it was going to be her as well because you just see it like you see her throughout the series but she never says a word yeah, and she she's just walking in and out of rooms it just turns out she's a severely depressed woman because her husband's a psychopath but yeah you find out Norman is the Green Goblin, and in the last episode, he kind of they kind of show him dying, and they have like a funeral and everything, but he doesn't actually he isn't actually dead. He gets resu- resurrected with a seedy mustache and, <laughs> and gets onto a plane. <laughs> yeah. He gets resurrected as a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> he has this phrase that he always says, like he never says sorry or something. He never apologizes or something like that. Oh yeah, because that's the that last line he said as well. Line. But yeah, it was like you kind of always expected him to be the the Green Goblin, though. Well, I always did. I'm like, eventually he's going to become the Green Goblin. Yeah, they kind of did it in the reverse order. Well, well, Harry was never the Green Goblin in this, but in the Sam Raimi movies, it's first Norman and then it's Harry. So in this, I was like, oh, maybe they just skipped the whole Norman thing and they just went straight to Harry for the first season. And then there's the episodes with Venom. So the first season, towards the end, it's all about Venom. And Peter eventually gets the Venom symbiote and he, like, puts it in this construction site and it gets buried under, like, three metres of concrete or something. Yeah. But then in the second season, he starts getting visions of Eddie Brock and he just randomly sees Eddie Brock in places. 
but but that is Eddie, bro. That yeah, it's it, it is actually him. And Eddie wants the Venom symbiote back. He gets Peter like really paranoid. Well, he gets Peter to go back to where he put the Venom symbiote, and he's like, yeah, it looks like you know, it's it's basically it's the they've it was a construction site, but now they've just built this building on it. So he's like, yeah, it's it couldn't have been out. Maybe I'm just seeing things. But then it finds out that Eddie was following him the whole time. And he wanted to go back to where the Venom symbiote was. And then somehow Eddie gets through like three meters of concrete. Yeah, he like, just... like a pitchfork. Yeah. <laughs> what he... does he use? He uses like a pick. Yeah, yeah. That's all he does. He just starts. You just see him starting to like dig yeah. into this concrete. It took him three years, but eventually he got there. <laughs> yeah, he got there. And then he comes He wanted back. that really bad. <laughs> yeah. So those two arcs I really liked overall because the yeah Green Goblin and Venom I think they did really well better than any of the movie versions. Oh yeah, definitely. Obviously, the Amazing Spider-Man Green Goblin is one of the worst things ever, and the Sam Raimi one's just a bit dated. Dated, yeah. It was probably it's not that bad. I think the the William Defoe version of it is is pretty good. It's not. It's not the worst, but yeah, it's just that uh, when you watch it now, it's just a guy in a suit, and you can yeah, tell. a really bad suit as <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> and the Venom that we saw in Spider-Man 3 was terrible. Horrible. <laughs> Do you think this Venom's better than Tom Hardy Venom, though? This, the one in this show? Yeah. Probably, it's better because it's actual Venom. That That's the only reason. Tom, the Tom Hardy Venom was good for what it was, I guess. He He was good. I think this is more authentic to the comics. And they did Eddie Brock slightly different as well because he's usually a reporter as well. But in this, he's a... It's like a lab hand. Yeah, he's like a research assistant. And he also has back... He has some history with um, Peter because both their parents died in the same accident. Yeah, Yeah. Except Peter still had Aunt May, but Eddie didn't have anyone. So he was pretty much just an orphan. So they had that background. And then... Yeah, there's some episodes. There's an episode where he starts going crazy, and he like takes uh, Mary Jane on a date or something, and he starts speeding through traffic and stuff on his motorbike. Yeah, that was a bit weird. <laughs> but yeah, they they did a good. Like, I'm pretty sure they spent about an hour just on the Venom arc when you combine all the episodes together. So they did a pretty good job with that. It's a pretty good arc as well. Would have liked to see more of it, but you know. I would have liked to see a Venom and Spider-Man team up eventually, but never gets to it. Yeah, it never gets to it, yeah. And I think in Season 3, they were going to do Hobgoblin and Scorpion. Okay. Yeah, they were, and possibly Carnage as well. So Carnage would have been good. That would have been when Venom and Spider-Man team up. So that would have been good. Apparently, Season 1 and 2 are available in the UK and US through iTunes. And in the UK, they're available through PlayStation Store, Amazon Video, and Google Play. So maybe, I don't know, it might be on Amazon Video for us. Yeah, it might be. Oh, and it, it actually did release on Blu-ray. So it released on Blu-ray on uh, in 2014. So for those uh-huh. who want to watch it in full HD, it's available on Blu-ray. It's probably worth it. Yeah, it's a good series to own, I reckon. If you had to rank the superhero animated series... Probably Batman the Animated Series is still the best one. Best one, probably. And then probably this, I reckon. And then probably Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which was also pretty good. You haven't seen it yet, but Young Justice. Is yeah, like Young there. Justice, yeah. The X-Men one's pretty good. Oh, yeah, the the old X-Men. Oh, even the new X-Men. X-Men and the Wolverine. Wolverine, Wolverine and, X-Men. and the X-Men, yeah. Yeah, that one's that's, pretty that's good. That's pretty well. good, too. And um, 
Justice League, the animated show, is really good too. Generally, like the DC ones back in the 90s were really good. DC overall has been pretty good until recent times. Well, people, some people really like the Teen Titans Go show as well, so... No, that's shit. <laughs> the, the original Teen Titans meant to be pretty good, but yeah. But I always like the more serious DC ones better, like Justice League and, um, and Batman animated series. And even Superman animated series is not bad as well. I don't think this is as good as any of those, but it's like up there. It's probably the best Marvel one. Yeah, I would say it's probably better than Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Which is the only other Marvel show that I think is kind of good. And I guess the 90s... Or X-Men, Wolverine and the X-Men. Wolverine and X-Men's pretty good. And the 90s X-Men and the 90s Spider-Man. 90s Spider-Man. Yeah. Are good. But again, the the animation, yeah, doesn't hold up for those. But the animation for Batman animated series still holds up. If they just reanimated it and did the same story arcs, it would probably be better than this. Just talk, talking about the animation style... The style in this show reminded me of a show we used to watch. Remember Kim Possible? Oh, yeah. It's similar to that. Yeah. yeah. It's very similar yeah. to that. So, like, minimalist style. Whereas if you compare it to, like, a uh, Young Justice or something, that's much more, like, detailed, the animation. Yeah. It's better. It's better overall animation, but I like this animation. I like how it looks. Yeah. Do they making a live-action Kim Possible? Are they? Like a TV movie. That'll be interesting. It looks shit, but I'll probably still watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We used to watch... That was back when we had Disney Channel, I think. We used yeah. to watch Kim Possible. I think I've seen, like, most of the episodes. Because they were on, like, rerun all the time. So we used to watch, like, multiple times. But, yeah, this is... I think this is the first show, TV show, that we've actually reviewed on this channel. So, yeah, it's... And it's one of the better ones. Maybe we'll we'll do some more in the future. Maybe we'll do Earth's Mightiest Heroes because that's another good show that people should watch. Not enough people. The first have season, the first season was great, and that got me hyped for Avengers more than more than the actual the movies. Yeah. yeah, the actual movies. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, this is what could happen. Yeah, yeah, and that's what actually did happen in Avengers. Or similar, but not exactly. Because Loki was the main villain in that in that first season. To be honest. <laughs> The story that they do in the last few episodes of Earth's Mightiest Heroes is actually better than the overall Avengers movie, but, like, it would have been hard to do that story in an Avengers movie because it wouldn't have made sense. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. The last three episodes are, like, really good in that series. Yeah. yeah. Of, of the it, first season, yeah. But it wouldn't have overall made that much sense to do it. Yeah, but I reckon they could do that now. They could probably do it in Infinity War. They could do that in Infinity War. And it would work. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a future episode because I want to do a full episode on that show. I'll have to rewatch it though. I'll try to. It's on Blu-ray as well. I'll try to get the Blu-ray of that. Yeah, I'll have to rewatch it as well. You know they're releasing Batman animated series all on Blu-ray. Oh, really? Yeah, including um, all the the. You know how they made some feature films like Mask of Phantasm and stuff. So it includes all of that. It's like 146 episodes or something. Batman Beyond is also really good, which I forgot to mention before. And that's a follow-on from Batman, the animated series. It's the same Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. same Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Oh, you know in the 90s Spider-Man animated series, Hobgoblin was voiced by Mark Hamill? Oh, really? Yeah. So he's doing basically Joker and Marvel Joker, <laughs> which is what Green Goblin is. Yeah. Well, Hobgoblin. Yeah. yeah, Hobgoblin, basically. So, I guess we don't have much more to say about this show. 
there's just that one story element that they kept doing in season two. Well, there's a couple things they kept doing. One of them was they kept flashing back to the kids doing the stage play while Spider-Man does something. That was the in the drama episodes, I think. And also in every single episode in season two, they show like what happens halfway in between the episode at the start and then they flash back to the start. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. They do like a every episode. Yeah. They kind of show like the just the pre climax at the start and then they show everything up to up to that point and then they have the climax. They also had that episode where it was Flash Thompson's birthday. And everyone was talking to the camera. Oh, yeah. Everyone's talking to the camera and they keep intercutting that with, yeah. And wasn't it weird that Eddie Brock, who's like five years older than everyone, just rocks yeah, up just to that party? Yeah, just shows up at this party and no one says anything. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's okay with it. But yeah, overall, I really enjoyed the series. And I was watching this probably when I shouldn't have been watching it during exams. Yeah. So I'd like do some study and then I'd be like, yeah, let's watch an episode. So, And each episode's only like 20 minutes. So I'd be like, yeah, so yeah it's, just, it's quick. Just as a break, I'd watch them, and I watched the whole two seasons in two weeks when I was studying. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a good it's if you enjoy cartoons, especially superhero cartoons, you'll probably enjoy this. So I, I guess we could end with our overall ratings. Uh, you could tell that we both liked it, but for me, I'd say definitely if you're a Spider-Man fan, I reckon it's worth a watch at some stage. So. Uh, it's well. It might be on Amazon Video for us in Australia, but yeah, as explained, it's available on a lot of platforms digitally, or you can buy it on Blu-ray, which is probably worth the investment. I would say, if you're into collecting Blu-rays. What was your rating? Sixty-eight point two five. Sixty-eight point two five. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, it took me a while to figure that one out. <laughs> I had to do the math. And all right, lastly, we'll end on what they had planned for this series after season two. Which yeah. never, uh, which never actually happened. But they initially had a three to four episode arc, which was around the attack of the lizard. So I think lizard was going to come back, and they were going to have some more episodes on Green Goblin, and they were going to also have uh, some feature, some like straight to DVD films. So they were going to have one on the holiday. So straight after this season two, so he apparently he was going to go for a holiday in Florida. So we're going to have that, and they're also going to have some more uh, straight-to-DVD films So that between Season 2 and 3. So uh, one would feature Hobgoblin, and one would feature Scorpion. And then they would uh, also feature in the Season 3 of the show. And they're also going to keep going with the, with the show until Peter was in colleges and his eventual marriage with Mary Jane. So they had quite a lot planned. Oh, so he was eventually going to get with Mary Jane. Was Gwen going to die? I reckon Gwen would have died. Yeah, maybe they had the whole plot point where she dies and then... Well, he he breaks up with Liz Allen and he gets together with Gwen by the end of season two, but nothing else And it seems like he wants to really be with Gwen for most of the series. Yeah, yeah. I reckon the only way he'll probably get with Mary Jane is if Gwen dies. Probably, yeah. But yeah, obviously none of that's going to happen. No. So hopefully we get a good Spider-Man show at some stage. Cartoon shows have gone down the drain a little bit. There's not a whole lot that's great at the moment. So Young Justice is probably the best at the moment. Yeah, well, which got cancelled as well and got brought back, so... But how long ago was Young Justice aired? Was it around the same time as this? Uh, let me have a look. 
I'm actually re-watching that at the moment. It aired in 2010. was the first episode. Okay, so it was years. after this. But yeah, it could come back because it's not that long ago. Hopefully, they, but they have a new Spider-Man show at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Apparently that one gets better though, so maybe we should give it a chance. Yeah, I, I guess if it's if it's getting better, then maybe we can give it a chance. I guess we we can talk about what you you've been watching Titans or like you've watched the first two episodes or something. I watched the first two episodes. Yeah. What? How are they? I probably went in with pretty low expectations because of what the that trailer, trailer looked like. Yeah. It's not that bad. It's overall. Like, it doesn't delve into too many origin kind of stories, so it gets straight into a bit of action, which is good. Robin, well, Dick Grayson's a detective, and he moved away from Gotham to Detroit or something, and something's happened between him and Batman. We're not sure why. Raven is, like, this teenager, and her mom gets killed by this dude, and she finds Dick Grayson, and Dick's trying to help her out. Starfire's briefly in the first episode in, like, Austria, and she's weird shit's happening. She's, like, suffering from amnesia. Beast Boy's not really in it at all. He goes to a, like, I don't know, like a Harvey Norman store and steals a a video game at the end of the first episode. Okay. (laughs) As a line. Goes to like a Best Buy or something. <laughs> and there's like Hawk and Dove in it as well in the second episode. Yeah, but it's on the serious side and it's more, I guess, dark and gritty. The action. Well, it is DC. Pretty... Yeah, it's, it's, it's along those lines. But it's not like totally devoid of happiness and everything. There's like still light moments. It's not like everyone's always brooding all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah. they are a little bit, but it's not that bad. So you reckon it's worth a watch? At the moment, it's okay. I'm interested to see where it's going. There's no real villain at the moment. It's just kind of stuff happening. But Dick Grayson's pretty good in it. So that's the only reason I'm kind of watching it at the moment. And the action's really good. Yeah. Dick Grayson's basically like Batman. There's this There's this one cool part in the first episode where he's in this alley and there's this one guy that he wants to beat up because the guy's beating up his daughter and there's some drug deal go uh no it's like a ammunitions deal going on while he's there and he drops in and everyone's like oh it's just robin and they're all looking around for batman and they're like oh where's batman and then he beats the shit out of all of them and then he's like fuck batman <laughs> okay that's that's what he says, fuck that, man. Yeah. I guess it sort of makes that a little bit better than what, yeah, what they had in yeah, the trailer. it's a little bit better than it looked in the trailer. Yeah. 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 It's pretty good. It's ultra-violent and very bloody. Okay. So we'll keep tabs on that then through you. Yeah. yeah. I'll probably, you can give I'll us a weekly update it. on Titans. When do episodes come out? Are they all out? No, there's only two out. Okay. Are they doing like a weekly Yeah, release? weekly weekly release okay yeah so we'll we'll get a, a weekly update from you on titans yeah we'll wait till it goes to total shit and i'm like this is the worst show ever which it about eventually will probably <laughs> but at the moment it's still good all right i guess that's that's all we had for this week hopefully we inspired you to watch this show because it's pretty good and uh you'll yeah we're going to be doing some more tv show reviews now Maybe Young Justice once the new season comes out as well. Yeah, we'll do Young Justice as you well. Maybe watch it. we'll do some of the the older ones too. So we'll do Avengers S Mighty's Heroes. Yeah. 
maybe we'll do Batman Man series. That that's a lot it's, to get through, though. It's a lot to get. That's through. a lot There's to get so through. So many episodes. Yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't even seen all of them, so it'd be it'd be good to. I might get the box set when it comes out. It will be hard to get through all of them. Some some episodes aren't that good, but some of them are amazing. So yeah, some of them are really good. Like the. Do you remember that one episode where Batman doesn't have his suit and he's like locked away in this desert place? Vaguely. Yeah, it's it's a funny episode. I remember, I remember we used to always watch it. And it had weird music in it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I like the episode with um, Mister Freeze. That one's really good. Oh yeah, what's it called? It's called uh, a touch of ice or something. A, a t- touch of frost or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. Or a good heart episode. of ice or something. I think it's a heart of ice. Heart of ice. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's that was that was a really good episode. There's there's some yeah really good stuff in there. It's we probably, could probably just watch the better episodes and review th- those ones. There's quite a few of them, and the movies are good too. Mask of Phantasm, yeah, Mask of is, really Phantasm yeah. is really good. All right then, if you have any suggestions for us, you can contact us on email, Twitter, or Instagram. So what are those? Social media, hit us up. So what what are those? Do, do I need to say? Them yes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. I thought that would be enough. Um, it's at Cognitive Recalibration on Facebook and Twitter. No, Facebook and Instagram's Cognitive Recalibration. Twitter's at C Recalibration and Gmail's Cognitive Recalibration Podcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yep. We're on all uh, streaming platforms now, so you can catch us on any of those. The other thing we want to say is if you do like our podcast, uh, please do subscribe so you don't miss an episode. But yeah, uh, I think that's that's all we have for this week. That's about it. All right, then, guys. See ya. All right. See ya. See ya. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.